Welcome to Next Week Tonight. Welcome, welcome. It's Next Week Tonight brought to you by Fusion Fantasy Football. And I'm your host, Joshua. This is the show that continues to keep you a week ahead of the competition. If you've been with me, thank you. If you haven't, where have you been? But that's okay. You're here now. Um, you get the most out of the show by being with it from the beginning. So I hope to see you at the beginning of next year. But there's still more to do. There's still edges to find. We look for players to add for free. We look for streamers to set up a week ahead of time. And we look for trades to be making before the rest of the league catches up. And we emphasize different ones of those at different parts of the season. So this week, there's not much to add. It's been picked pretty clean already. It's pretty bare out there. The first three, four weeks, we are all over ads. Um, then we start getting the bye week season. Then we're right in the middle of it now. You just had the, the week seven that was terrible. If you'd been watching... And if you did watch, we had a lot of good streamers ready for you for week seven before the week six games were even played, except for Thursday, because this comes out Friday. But the rest of the weekend games, you could have picked up and had players ready for prepared for that week seven by apocalypse. Not as bad in week nine, but better but but worse than week eight. Week eight, you know, you're about to pl- coming up on that weekend. It's only a couple. L.A., Baltimore. I say L.A., Las Vegas, and Baltimore. But going into week nine, and this is week nine episode because it's next week tonight. So week nine tonight, and you have on by Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington. So some decent offenses, a lot of good starters on these teams, various positions, four teams. So it's going to push you a little bit. Look ahead, check out your rosters, be prepared. All right. Ads, I don't have much. I will put in one name because Joe Flacco traded to the Jets. There is someone on the Jets who has had success. And I believe with Flacco, Ryan Griffin, tight end. Yes, we are going full on narrative. That's right. (laughs) Flacco loves throwing to tight ends. Why not? So if you're a deep league, desperate, there's a name to look into. All right. I thought it was interesting. All right. Really, we're going to focus on streams and then a lot of trades today because we are getting into the trade deadline, maybe in your fantasy league. But for the NFL, if you're in a dynasty, hopefully you don't have one or at least it's just until the playoffs. But for a lot of redrafts, you're going to have your trade deadlines coming up in the next several weeks, um, probably next week at the earliest. But we want to start getting into that mindset, setting ourselves up for the playoffs. So I'm going to give you some good options uh, at a range of costs. So let's start with streamers for week nine at quarterback. On by, remember, Goff, 
the Gino or Russ, whoever you think will buy then. I hopefully Russ will be back by week nine, but the bye week is coming. So he's probably not playing week eight. Then he's on bye week nine. Hopefully you get him back week 10. You have to be prepared for that. Tom Brady and Taylor Heineke, those are the guys out. So who are you going to look? Well, first off, Tyrod Taylor, possibly back week eight. But in week nine, he's playing Miami. Third most points to quarterback. Really great option to pick on. You also have good old Teddy Bridgewater. And he was already a streamer last week. And you're going to keep being able to stream him. They've got Dallas, who give up the fourth most points quarterback. And for good reasons, they have a good offense. They push teams. Their defense is all right. All right, so... Well, that's for quarterbacks. I think between those two, you should have somebody. Uh, if you're in a super flex league, well, you should have grabbed uh, Flacco. Um, in a deep super flex league, for an ad, you want Minshew. Okay, you want Minshew. All right, so because of the trade to Flacco, that means Minshew's the backup in Philadelphia. And... Look, Hertz is great for fantasy. I mean, great for fantasy. But if he keeps playing like this, he could possibly get benched. They might just try out Minshew, uh, at least to show him off, try and trade him or something. I don't know why. That doesn't really make sense to me. But teams do these kind of things. So keep an eye out. I don't mind Minshew. I think in some ways he could throw the ball better than Jalen Hurts is right now. That's a scary thought. But Devonta Smith, as much as I wasn't super high on him, and I, but the guy is open all the time. He really is, um, to be fair. And Jalen Hurts just is anticipating, can't, can't hit him. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. So, all right, lots of points for us, but man, and so many of them come in the fourth quarter. It's just, the whole situation is crazy. And then another super deep, super flex quarterback option. It sounds crazy, but Jacoby Brissett. So think about this for me. Um, if Deshaun Watson is traded to Miami, do you think they're just going to be sitting on Tua? It's possible. It is possible. They might figure that Watson's going to be the starter for 2022 and they have the rest of the year off season to trade Tua. But if they also trade Tua, Brissett will be the backup, which means within a couple weeks, he's going to be the starter and this team will be in full on tank mode for picks, trying to build up the team for 2022 with Watson as quarterback, because I don't know if you're, naive but i am pretty sure that if deshaun watson starts a game if he even is allowed to start a game we will have magically have a leak of some kind of recording to do with watson and the press and the bad media and all the coverage and how bad it'll seem will force him onto the commissioner exempt list. We've seen this before. Something will leak if he 
is allowed to step into the spotlight on the field. That's my guess. Just going by past situations. All right. So that means Brissett becomes the quarterback, the starting quarterback, if you didn't put that together. So not a bad stash. All right. Moving on. That's it for quarterbacks. I got you some ads, some bonus ads I wasn't even thinking about. I do remember I was thinking about actually both of those earlier today and forgot to put them in ads. All right, so here we go. Running back on by. You've got the uh, the Lions, so that's Swift and Jamal Williams. You've got Seahawks, so that's Alex Collins or Chris Carson if he's back. You've got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones if he is on a team somehow. Uh, and then, of course, Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick on Washington. I'm going to give you three really deep options because I'm going to assume that all the better ones that are obvious that you can figure out by yourself are already taken. Okay, so if you're coming to me, it's bad. All right, Jeremy McNichols playing the Rams who give up the fourth most receptions and receiving yards to running back. And that is really key because I'm focusing on that. I'm focusing on the receiving options because that's the only kind of running backs that's available is the receiving backs. And Jeremy McNichols, if the Titans get down, he does seem to get more passing down work. But Derrick Henry has a higher target share than ever this year. And so even that's not a guarantee. But I do see a decent upside there. We've seen McNichols get some work before um Royce Freeman oddly enough is like the receiving back not Shib Hubbard which really we saw this in Denver too that where Lindsay was actually the on the ground back and Royce Freeman who's the bigger dude was the receiving back and I pointed this out several times in the past that it was this weird upside down backwards world there it's the same thing here it's just the coaches know what these guys can do and Royce Freeman clearly is just better at that. Playing New England, who gives up the first, the, the most receptions and receiving yards to running backs. I think it's kind of a by design of their bend, don't break offense, uh, defense, that they're like, you want to dump it off, go ahead. So Royce could conceivably rack up some work there. And then like, lastly, Jamichael Hasty on San Francisco, playing Arizona in Week 9, who give up uh, a, a lot of receptions to running back. And it's the kind of matchup, right, where I can see Jamichael Hasty being involved in a, a, a high-scoring or from-behind kind of situation. Uh, Hasty has also just come back healthy. So what we're looking at stats-wise for his production may not really be indicative for the work he will be getting in the future. I say that while at the same time we'll talk later about Elijah Mitchell, who I really like. And so really this is just this is just taking a chance on Hasty specifically because of this game. Wide receivers. On by you've got of course DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, uh Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, all those uh, Tampa Bay guys, and then you have McLaurin on uh, the Washington. Yeah, it's everybody. Oh, no, we didn't talk about Detroit because they don't have any wide receivers to talk about, of course. All right, 
Nico Collins playing Miami, who give up the second most points to wide receivers. This is an interesting. I like Nico Collins. I'll take a shot. I'll take a shot on that because, again, we're thin. Similar lines, Van Jefferson, Tennessee, giving up sixth most points to wide receiver. And that's it. Like I said, we're talking more trades. Let's get to them. Finish this up with tight ends. On by Hawkinson, maybe Gerald Everett, Gronk, Brait, O.J. Howard, whoever your Tampa Bay tight end is, and then uh, Ricky Seals-Jones and, and Logan Thomas if he is back by then, but he's on by. Look for him to be back after that. So, Logan Thomas, take a look. Make sure he wasn't dropped, okay? That's why we cover all of these details just in case something like, something like that pops up, all right? So go ahead and check out, see if Logan Thomas is back and if he is available to stash. If to stash him through his week nine bye, I understand. Everyone's on a different place, especially when it comes to tight ends. Four streamer, I like Mo Alley Cox playing the, the Jets. Six most points to tight end. I know he's a tight end. He's a, a, a touchdown or bust kind of tight end. But against the Jets, I'll take it. And then Tyler Conklin, Baltimore gives up the ninth most points to tight ends. Conklin was on bye in week seven, possibly available now. Had, didn't really perform that well in week six. And so it's quite possible he's being overlooked. All right, trades. Going, as always... Biggest ones, highest priority first. Saquon Barkley. It's possible he's a little bit discounted. It's a big risk. But if you're in a situation where you're just kind of on, on the edge, you have a great team, all you need is a running back. If you go after Saquon Barkley, he has the ability to pay off to win you your league if he comes back and stays healthy. Um, his schedule is great down the, the end of the season, into the playoffs. So that is why he's a great target if you're on that edge. If you are a dynasty team who is a solid contender, uh, don't give up assets that are going to hurt your future just to try and win this year with a Saquon Barkley. Um, that's all I'll say on that. That, of course, goes for all of them, but I want to be extra sure to say it on Saquon Barkley. All right, next I have Calvin Ridley also not been playing very well, but he's out there. He's getting the work. I've got to believe that's going to bounce back some, especially, especially everyone's all excited about Kyle Pitts because he's had two really good games uh, and there was a bye week in between. But here's the thing about Calvin Ridley. When he had Julio across from him, he was really good. So what happens when defenses finally start to king in on Kyle Pitts more? Wasn't that the whole point? Wasn't that what you wanted him to be? Well, what does that mean for Calvin Ridley? I think it means a return to better efficiency, some touchdowns, more fantasy points. So I like Calvin Ridley as a buy low. He has not been playing well, but I don't think... We have any reason to believe that that is what will continue? Devontae Parker. 
this is controversial, but he's probably not very cheap. I mean, maybe an early, quote-unquote, early third, a late second, um, a future second, uh, as in future as in 2023, for sure, might get it done. Not very popular guy, but he's getting a lot of the work. The air yards, the targets, he's getting the work, and everyone else around him is getting injured. I mean, he got injured too, but you know what I mean. So Devontae Parker is a really sneaky one right now, I think. And then along those lines, Chase Claypool hasn't been great. Big Ben's not been good at all. Um, it's just a whole ugly situation over there. And out of that uncertainty, I think he will be discounted. But the schedule is good. The schedule is really good for Chase Claypool. And he's putting up the stats. And I'm talking more, not just the raw numbers when I say the stats. I say he's got high yards per team pass attempt and high area market share on the team. So there's a lot of things that point to him really being involved. Um, and I would like to have that possibility, that high-end possibility for return on my team. Chase Edmonds. Now, he just played Thursday night. Finally got a touchdown. I was hoping to have him on this list and have him be viable. Um I still think he is because James Conner in the meantime scored two. So, you know, there's going to still be people annoyed with with Chase Edmonds. I think you have a chance. Uh, there's just chance that Edmonds takes over more, continues to get touchdowns, and so on. Elijah Mitchell referenced him a little bit earlier. I really like Elijah Missile, Mitchell and, yeah, Missile, and they seem to like him too. Um, definitely is the starting running back. And I think that's being overlooked. His peripheral advanced stat numbers are pretty good. Uh, he, he's putting up the yards with the opportunities. We love to see that. So the thing about Elijah Mitchell is we don't know how much Jermichael Hasty is going to take work away from him. I don't think a lot. I think he will be the receiving guy in some situations, um, but I really like Elijah Mitchell. Simple as that. Um, Jacoby Myers, uh, I forgot. I had him on this list last week, so definitely go and get him. We thought he might have a touchdown. He didn't. Um, still waiting for it. So, hey, there's there's hope for you yet, Jacoby. All right, and then kind of a dynasty move, and a lot of these moves are still applied to, dy- to dynasty and even... Some of them don't, and I say specifically like the Saquon Barkley, but some of these only make sense from a, a dynasty perspective, uh, which is Elijah Moore. I, I don't think he's going to be particularly fantasy relevant in 2021 season. So this is definitely a future move, whether it's a completely new quarterback, whether it's it's um, Zach Wilson or not, it's not going to matter. You're going to be able to get and maintain that value with uh, Elijah Moore going into next year. He's not bad. He's showing out some decent stuff. It's just not connecting right now. And we'll see. Maybe Flacco really likes him. So, again, trading for him now 
I think is the best bet for a return of profit in some way. Okay. All right. That's it for the trades. Um, I would like to go back and look at some of our streamers from a couple weeks ago for week eight. So let's roll it back. Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill were the two quarterbacks. Both did great. Okay. Running backs. Uh, Sonny Michelle did absolutely nothing. So uh, that was always a higher risk play. High risk, high reward. No reward there. I feel bad about the next one because um, it's happened a couple times now that we talk about a player to add or a streamer who's a backup and the lead running back gets hurt. Um, Kenny Gainwell, he he gets, no, Kenneth Gainwell. He's He gets the Kenneth now. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell playing the Raiders. I think it's just a good option, solid option out there. Uh, for wide receivers, we had Randall Cobb versus Washington. That actually didn't pay off, but if you held on to him long enough to hear the news about Adams and all of them being out, which was, I mean, was that even during or before Monday Night Football? It was very late. It might have been early Tuesday, but before waivers. And so you shouldn't just be cutting guys. You should be cutting guys as part of a claim. All right. So you should have had time. To reverse that and say, hey, Cobb's going to be like one of two healthy guys. So um, I Randall Cobb could keep doing this absolutely with situation. I hope you started him Thursday night. That's all I got to say. Preston Williams, drop him. I mean, it's it's not it's not working out. He even keeps getting hurt. I just that was his opportunity. He had it. He missed it in my eyes. I don't know if he's ever going to get it back. Now you've got um, Fuller coming back soon. The The window is closed. Done. Uh, Gusecki's playing well. Despite it, done. So my bad, Preston Williams. Uh, and of course, the tight ends, the biggest, best pick of the entire week. And I said this specifically in the show. I said if I could sort all of these streamers not just by position, but all of them together and say what my favorite one is. I said it would be CJ Uzoma. And sure enough, what was it? Like, I don't have it here. It's on the different notes. I think it was like 30, 20, 26 points, something like that. All right. A couple touchdowns, big points. There you go. All right. Uh, and we already recanted or recalled the Demetrius Harris take because a couple days later, Zach Ertz was traded. So. Don't hold me to that one. All right, so if you need a recap on uh, that, when it goes to week eight, if you're still looking for streamers, don't forget, we got Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the obvious one, but there's the Teddy B water I talked about earlier. We have Tony Pollard, Sony Michelle, and Chris Evans for week eight. Um, I do think the Sony Michelle one could happen. And of course, the other ones are in the same categories as other situations I talked before. It's just a shot. It's just a chance. I really do like the Tony Pollard one. You think he should be flexed in a lot of a lot of leagues. All right, wide receivers. We just had Tim Patrick. I didn't come up with anything else really for you. And then tight end. We said it need the Patriots tight ends. Okay. 
So Janu is back and practicing, but Hunter Henry has, you know, the whole revenge game against the Chargers coming up. So really interesting to see what happens there. Either of them, I would start. All right, Evan Ingram against Kansas City Chiefs, who give up the fifth most points to tight end. And CJ Uzoma again against the Jets. So I called that a while ago. If you picked up CJ Uzoma, like I was imploring you to, you had him for two weeks. That's a bonus we try to get for you when possible to get more than just one week's use out of the pickup. All right. That's it. Not too bad. 25 minutes. Thanks for joining me, guys. Um, Again, FusionFFB.com for the website. And then on Twitter, at FusionFFB. I'm your host, Joshua. Good luck in week eight. And I'll see you in week nine. Um, because I'm a week ahead. All right, guys. See you next time.